Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I have a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. It's time to cue that music. Jamie and Smith, you are in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm trying my best. How about you? Same here, man. Same here, man. Exhausted. But keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Yeah, just like the Hawks. And, and, <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a minute because they, they turned out to do some good things the last couple weeks. But Tom Brady, the GOAT, right? Right. Is he the GOAT? I say he's the goat of quarterbacks. I don't know about um, football players, but I say he's the goat of quarterbacks. So he has to be the goat of quarterbacks. He's got about 150 records here. Yeah. You know, if I look through these records, and you and you pay attention to these things, it's unbelievable the amount of records that he has. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. I mean, he has the, uh, for example. Most games started at quarter by a quarterback, 363. That's a lot. Right. Most game-winning drives, 67. Mm-hmm. Most fourth-quarter comebacks, 51. But here's one you probably don't want. Most times sacked, 622. You know, Brady might have been the go to quarterbacks, but he sure wasn't the go to running quarterbacks. Yeah. Good Lord, 622, Jay. Yeah, man, you know, he... he, he... He tends to hold on to the ball a little bit, you know, trying to trying to find that open person coming across the middle, you know, or the drag or the slant. So he, he tends to hold on to But I think, you know, out of those 651, I don't know if playoffs count, but him getting hit by the Rams sealed it. <laughs> <laughs> him getting hit by Aaron Donald and Von Miller, them, yeah, that, and Leonard Floyd, that, that, that pretty much sealed his, his old retirement. Oh yeah! Can you imagine? It would seal mine too. Yeah, it was sealed a lot. But you can just look at his. This is the first time I've. That's the first time I've ever seen Tom Brady look old. Right, because yeah, he looked like he couldn't move at all. Right, and I think he got smacked real good in the last regular season game, mm-hmm. and he just didn't look right after that. But look, man, when you got Aaron Donald chasing you like that. Man, yeah. you, you can't stop that man with a gun. Nope. nope. God bless you, Tom Brady. You're the go to the quarterbacks. We'll give you that. You know, I don't know about overall. He ranks right up there. 
But his playoff things here, most teams beaten by a quarterback, 19 in the playoffs. He's beaten 19 playoff teams, different ones. <laughs> right. And, you know, and the funny thing about Brady careers, people think like people think that Brady just came out guns a blazing. No, Tom Brady was a game manager until about 2004, 2005. He was a flat out. He would hand the ball off. Let his team play defense. And he would make timely throws. He was not the gunslinger Tom Thomas F. Brady, uh, 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 what they call him or whatever, until probably most showed up. That could be true. I, I think you might be right. But look at it this way. What a great career that anyone would take. I probably, a lot of people in the NFL would take half his career. Yeah. And God bless him. You know what? God bless him. He, he's from right. Michigan, you know. When he was picked in the, he was the 199th pick in the draft. So, so mm-hmm. you young people out there listening, it ain't where you get drafted. It ain't even if you get drafted. It's mm-hmm. about what you do when the opportunity presents itself. Right. And uh, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, I know he's bummed. <laughs> and the funny thing is. That first year when when Brady took over for Bledsoe, people forget Brady got hurt in the playoffs and Bledsoe won the ALC championship and Belichick went right back to Brady. Of course he did. Win win that first Super Bowl. A lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget that. But it is true. You don't forget that. And that's why you're on my show. The Encyclopedia of Sports Knowledge is Jamie and Smith. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Out of Line. And I suggest that you do. If you got a question about sports, he knows right off the top of his head, too. He don't need Google for this. Wait wait till I get to this hockey. Wait till this hockey start getting embedded uh, off the top of my head. It's going to get ugly then. Oh, yeah, because you know what? That's amazing that you're you're into hockey. I am, too, as you know. I'm more into playoff hockey, I guess, than uh, the regular season. However, I've... I'm enjoying watching the Rangers play, especially at home. Yeah, man. You know, the Rangers won me some money the other night. See, there you <laughs> go. Fun. You know, the Rangers won, won me some money. But, hey, when when things win you money, you happen to you, you happen to invest in it. You get what I'm saying? I get completely what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, during that pandemic at the beginning when all we had was soccer, I kind of got into that yeah, right, until right. that VAR, that video assistant referee, Oh. got me one day, and that was it. I dropped the whole thing, man. I said, forget it. I'm not doing any more of these podcasts. I'm not trying to sell any more picks. If I can get beat <laughs> by that garbage, you know what? Adios. Farewell. Yeah. Thanks for the memories, and mostly sad. <laughs> and then I moved on, you know, because that's the way right. I should feel. But we've got NBA basketball. we got a Super Bowl. We'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. NBA basketball. Yes, sir. Now, the Eastern Conference looks like this. The Chicago Bulls are the number one seed, and I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. Uh, the Miami Heat are at number two, Philly three, Milwaukee at four, Cleveland at five, Brooklyn at six, Charlotte, Toronto, Boston, and Atlanta round out the top ten. Washington is a half a game behind Atlanta. New York is one game behind Atlanta, and the rest of the team, the rest of the three, well, you know what? They might win you some money on an odd night. Detroit will help you out, cover the spread. Indiana, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. And Orlando, I'm still trying to figure them out too, you know, because they've been like really bad for like a really long time. 
And, and then when you watch their players, they trade like Aaron Gordon, and you mm-hmm. go, "How is he a star in Orlando?" And now we know, right? Because they're sorry, and right. maybe he is too. But let's start with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. This Chicago Bulls team has surprised me. They're a horrific team on the road. They're only one game over five hundred, but yeah, they rule at the United Center. Yeah, they burned me the other night in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, I know. I got them on the money line tonight, plus one seventy-five against Toronto. Okay. I don't like Toronto when they're on a winning streak. Mm. Don't like them. I never do. It, well, they they don't go on many now, but uh-huh. I'm not a fan of Toronto. I, I still remember. I still look at the Toronto Raptors as that kid standing on the sideline. What's his name? Drake. Yeah. Yeah, that Drake. guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> the, the, the wannabe rapper who thinks he's an NBA player talks smack during the games. I, I got to tell you, if he did that in a tennis match. Somebody would run him over and smack him with a racket. I would think. I don't know why they don't run him over at these games because he can be quite obnoxious with the players. You know, he's a fanboy. He's friends with a lot of these players in the offseason and off nights. He just goes to the games to talk trash during the Raptors games. But he he's all up in their butts during in clubs and parties and whatever the case may be. He, will, he He's a true fanboy of the NBA. And so that's not a compliment, though, right? Huh? You're not complimenting him, are you? No, 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 no. When, when I say that, he's a groupie. There you go. There you go. I, no, I understand that one. He's a groupie. Oh, he's yeah. He's an NBA groupie. Oh, yeah. Man, Drake music. Hey, I love Drake music, but personality, I don't really rock with. No. He is an NBA groupie, so he, he wants to be friends with everybody. But he that gives him leeway to talk crazy to people during the Raptors games on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? I call it cool. We can talk trash. Nobody. Sit down. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Can you imagine him standing on the sidelines and telling Anthony Mason or Charles Oakley some smack? <laughs> or the Davis brothers, you know what I mean? Or, or a thousand guys. Or, or Ron Artest. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson would throw him out of the, off the roof. Yeah. And then talk about him on the way down. <laughs> and then call his mama afterwards. And not tell him that he killed his son. <laughs> he would just talk shit to her. <laughs> I but loved you, him. But you had brought Chicago, man. It's the number one seed. Yep. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've said that in about 10, 12 years. Uh, I've seen that in about 10, 12 years with Chicago being the number one seed. And they're doing it. I, I actually don't know how they're doing it. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not defense. They're not playing any defense. No. They're not winning on the road. Not at all. They're just outscoring and out-talenting people or got maybe have an easy schedule. I haven't looked in depth into the Chicago Bulls. I know they've beaten the, the Hawks a couple of times just off high-scoring affairs. They just outscored them. Right. But it's not like they're – like, say the Miami Heat can beat you any way you want to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? They can mm-hmm. out-physically you. They can outscore you. You want to get a defensive battle. It was whatever you want to do. You know, you, you see, like, the, like the Miami – Chicago – I just think they're going to fall into the pack as this season goes, and other teams going to rise like Milwaukee, Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on with that Brooklyn crap. I'm not going to touch that right now. We're not even going to mention them. I already mentioned all I want to, really. Right. And uh, I just I think they will fall back to maybe the third or fourth seed by the time we get to the playoffs. I think you might be right. You know, one of the things that I, I, I'm impressed by, though, is that mm-hmm. they have seemed to win without their full complement of players. You know, they have had COVID issues and injury issues. 
And who knows what's going on with Zach Levine half the time. But yeah. that's part of the reason that they have a terrible defense. <laughs> Zach Levine doesn't right. play defense. DeMar DeRozan doesn't play defense. Uh, Lonzo Ball tries. Kobe White tries. Nikola Vucevic, he's not going to back none of them up because he's out there too busy getting his too. And, and the Caruso injury means a lot. More than people the, think. You no, know, that's the reason they were, they got out to that hot star, Alex Caruso. He's a ball player. You know that. You know something. It's really interesting that when people, leave, except for Kyrie Irving, of course, but when they get away from LeBron, they seem to flourish. <laughs> it could be because they listened to LeBron and he taught them some things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyrie, I don't think he listens to anybody but his daddy. And as you can see, he's got the world by the tail because he only has to play half the games. Now he has a real excuse for being a part-time player. But that's all we're going to say about the Brooklyn Nets, other than the fact they're on a six-game losing streak. And to be totally honest, they're not that good. Um, But this team here, DeMar DeRozan, everyone talks about this DeRozan kid. And I like DeMar DeRozan. But you know what? He ain't won nothing nowhere. No. I don't think he's going to win with this team either. No, depending on who they get matched up with, they may be out in the first round. Now, that's true. You know, one of the things about DeMar DeRozan, because he hasn't been in the playoffs in a while, um, because, you know, it's hard. How do you not make the playoffs with Greg Popovich as your coach? But I guess that's for another day. But at the end of the day, you've got a roster full of underachievers here who maybe have overachieved to a bit, but that had more to do with Alex Caruso, like you said, than anything else. Now, they miss Patrick Williams. He was another one who did some damage for them early. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see them lasting as the number one seed right now. I guess it doesn't really matter because we don't even we're not even at the All Star break yet. All right. But the other team that I wanted to mention on the, on the Eastern side of things is the Atlanta Hawks. Now, the last time we talked here, they were out of the playoff picture entirely, and then they reeled off what six or seven wins and all yeah. straight wins, and all of a sudden now they're just eight games behind the Bulls. They and you see, this is what's strange. The other thing to me that before we get into the Hawks, though, okay. is of these top ten teams, only one team has a below positive point differential, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. Another team that's probably overachieved here. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've seen the Charlotte Hornets. They, yeah, they've overachieved. Oh they're, yeah, they're gonna fall back. They're, they're gonna fall back tremendously. How 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 can they not? Yeah, their style of play not it's not gonna work. Michael Jordan walks out of the arena every night watching them play. Wouldn't you? <laughs> it's it's ugly. They jack up threes, no play defense, and try to dug on everybody. Oh That's yeah. Not gonna, it works if you if a team is folded and the team is injured and the team just not don't feel like playing, it works. But if you go with a team that's focused, it's not gonna work. Kelly Oubre Jr. I hate him. <laughs> I hope he's listening. I hate Kelly Oubre Jr. With a passion, you probably do. With a passion. Do you remember when Hawks fans were whining because they, uh, the yeah, Hawks didn't draft him? Get out of here. I remember you came on the show and you said the same thing. What, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, Oubre is interesting because he, he's been around a little bit. He had a great opportunity in Golden State. How do you not want to play or how do you not want to go more than 100% when you got a guy like Steph Curry on your team? He's not as good as he thinks he is. Or That's anyone else thinks he is either. Yeah, I mean, you been. I would love to be in Golden State off the bench, coming off the bench, playing with Jordan Poole and the rest. Of, those guys in Golden State, everybody's eating, everybody's playing. Yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr don't care who he throws in the game. 
everybody knows they role to play the game, but Kelly Oubre is a selfish player. Hands down. Hands down. And you cannot win this league with, with having selfish players on your team. He's a selfish player. I would not sign. I wouldn't trade for. I wouldn't draft. I wouldn't have anything to do with Kelly Oubre Jr. No, I wouldn't either. I, I, I think you're right. I wouldn't either. But Trey Young's having a great season. He's yeah. averaging almost 28 points a game. He's averaging just over four rebounds mm-hmm. and nearly 10 assists. Yeah. It, and during that, but the thing that is most impressive during that win streak, his defensive rating, he was locked in. <laughs> he was playing some defense. I think his rating was better than Embiid and other guys. Like, I don't have the stats in front of me during that win streak, but he was locking, he was locking guys up. He was, he was being a pest. He was being frustrated. So he goes to show he can play defense if he wants to. You know, it's just a matter of want to. That's well, that's all just it. Is. That's all it is. It's effort, right? Yeah. It's that's what it. Charlie Coles used to tell us. It's all effort. He said, yeah. you don't have, all you have to do is move your feet and try. Right. Stay in front of your guy. It's not that hard. Play behind him if you have to. Play two feet right. behind in front of him if you have to. Who cares? But just don't let him get past you. It's right. not rocket science. And he's okay. turned it around, right? Right, he, yeah, he's turning around. And the thing about it is he's efficient when he's scoring. He's uh, a 50% field goal percentage. He's right at 90% free throw. He may be a 50, uh, 40, 50, 90 guy by the end of the year. That would be impressive. I, yeah, I think they, that would be impressive. Yeah, he may be a 40, 50, 90 guy. But, but the thing about the kid about the Atlanta Hawks is one thing. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy now. I mean, when they was losing and stuff, they had guys in COVID protocol, guys with knee injuries, thumbs, all kind of stuff. So it was a mix and match lineup Nate McMillan had to deal with. Now all of a sudden, everybody come back healthy. Now you're seeing the magic of the Hawks of last year. Now you're seeing what captured the NBA of the Hawks of last year. You're seeing what they did against the Knicks. You're seeing what they did against the Sixers and the Bucks in the playoffs. You're seeing what they did uh, – at the, at, after the trade deadline of last year, after they fired Lord Pierce, you're starting to see that come back again. You're starting to get excited again. The ball's starting to move. Guys are locked in. Locked in. <coughs> the bench is a big reason. They're outscoring most all benches and outscoring most star lineups that bench with Gallinari, Bogey, Lou Will, uh, Kung Wu, man. I cannot say enough about this kid, a Kung Wu. Right. This kid is a force. He's a beast. He's an animal. If you have a big man who's a star, we're sick of Okungu on him. And he's going to make that guy life a living hell. Like he's done in B, like he's done Giannis. You know, he, I mean, he's just taking guys out left and right. So, I mean, <clears throat> even though the win streak got ended the other night against uh, Toronto, Trey Young didn't play. But that's the catalyst of this win streak, and I think they're going to continue to play well, um, and they're going to move up in the rankings. Now, I, I don't too much like this, these John Collins, Collins rumors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people here are quick to get rid of him. Um, he does have some limitations in this game. He is Trey Young dependent. I will, I will give it that. But I'm not trading him for, for some, for some uh, bubble gum in the bag of Doritos. I'm like, what are we doing? Well, why what, should what you? Doing? Why should you? And, and, and th- that Philadelphia offer was absurd. That was the only place I could see him getting traded to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, but Darren Morley is an idiot. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we're going to have a segment about them later on uh, next week, a week after, whatever. But the Sixers are they, – their front office is a complete mess. And they, they, what they offered was was total crap. So I don't see him getting traded. I may see Schlink do one or two minor moves like the Cam Reddish move. For some reason, that worked as, worked out as well for the Hawks because now everybody know their role. You don't have to force guys to get playing time. Everybody know their role now. And Kevin uh, Kevin Knox found a new bench to sit on. Yeah, he did. I mean, he's just not good ball. He's just not a good basketball player. He, you know, and that's funny that you say that because when his rookie year, though, mm-hmm. you know, of course, he got a lot of playing time. It was an awful team, and he was okay for the Knicks. But after all that, when Thibodeau showed up, that was the yeah. end. So maybe that's why he got Thibodeau. Who knows? But uh, Cam Reddish, Cam, I thought the Cam Reddish trade was a little strange. Uh-huh. I would have got rid of DeAndre Hunter myself, but you know that's just me. Uh-huh. And I would have gotten, I would have packaged off Hunter and maybe Reddish together and traded him for Ben Simmons because I need a better defender. I, I this Hunter kid, he's a good player, but I, I think the Hawks deserve a great perimeter defender, not a good one. Hunter's a good one. I'm talking a great one. Don't you think? Well, I, I like what Hunter does, man. He he puts guys in the torture chamber as well. I like what Hunter does on the defensive end, man. Uh, I can't, you can't get more for what Hunter gives the other players' best player. I mean, he he locked guys up. I can't say he's finally healthy. That's the thing with Hunter, man. His health. He's finally healthy now, and people starting to see like he he plays perfect, solid, sound defense. I mean, he and he's gonna give you twelve to fifteen on the other end. Uh, which I just think that maybe, maybe, maybe we find another shooter at the trade deadline, another score. I, I'm not a TLC fan. Timothy Love, I can't say it. Right. Yeah. TLC, I can't. Uh, yeah, whatever. I think if they can go get a guy like Buddy Hill, I think that would be significant. Um, now they have or- too many Oklahoma players on that team already. You can't do that. Um. <laughs> But seriously, I, I, I do I, I understand what you're saying about DeAndre Hunter. I, I like him too, but mm-hmm. I'd like to upgrade over him or keep him and upgrade and put another one over there. Okay, I okay, I can I can get you, I can get with keep him and upgrade him. Who do you think? Who's out there? Who may be available? I take Ben Simmons and I get rid of John Collins, but Daryl Morey, like you said, doesn't have, make it yeah, much sense. Man, I would have loved the Ben Simmons, man. Still I could happen. Ben Simmons. It still could happen, you know. It, yeah, it's still good, but he's trying to attach that 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 ridiculous uh, Tobias Harris contract to everything. I know that makes no sense, but and it makes sense for him. Nobody wants that crap, and it has multiple years left on it. They could, they could end up. You know what could happen is uh, mm-hmm. Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris could end up in Portland for mm-hmm. CJ McCollum and maybe another in a pick. Mm-hmm. That might happen. Because you know Ben Simmons isn't going to play, but this Hawks team, though, this Hawks team is starting to play again, and I, and I like to see that. You know, Bogey looks okay. He's been hurt all year. It's very yeah. strange. Capella has been hurt, too, and he's still playing. Yeah. But I want to give somebody a fantasy advice here for the yeah. Atlanta Hawks. Now, uh, Jamie talked about Okunua and Okungwa. And Okungwu. Okungwu. Okay, Okungwu. Now, do, I don't know how many of y'all remember a kid named Luol Dang. He mm. played for the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. 
And he said something in an interview a long time ago that that I took as a sign to do this. And he says every time an African plays an African, always take, always, always drop the kid with the bigger numbers because that kid is going to bury his ass. That's how he said it with Thibodeau because I remember he got up in somebody's grill for, and it was an African thing. And, and they say because where they're from, there's so few guys and there's so many, uh, not and even less opportunities that mm-hmm. those guys will kill each other for that job. It's life or death. Yeah. It's life or death. It ain't like it here. You don't see none of those guys bootlicking nobody. Right. They, they ain't no chapstick for them. Right. That's what I mean. It, it, that's a problem in the NBA, but the Atlanta Hawks, I hope that they get to the top six. I don't want to see them have to play a number one seed right off the bat, unless it's Chicago. No, I think I think they get. To, I think they may get to fit. Tell you what, we're gonna have. A, uh, I tell you what, we're gonna have a Chicago Atlanta four or five matchup in the first round. That would be real interesting. We're gonna write that, book that down. Now we got the Western Conference, Phoenix number one, Golden State second seed, Memphis. We'll talk about them in a minute. The Utah Jazz, Dallas, Denver. Those are your top six. Denver's mm-hmm. thirteen and a half games up behind the Suns. That didn't. That doesn't make sense, really. And now the the four bubbles. We've got the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't even know what to say about that bunch. And we've got the Clippers, who I don't think are going to survive. And the Lakers, we'll talk about them in a minute. And Portland is number 10, but Portland's not going to stick there. How can they? Lillard's probably going to miss the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So who? So what we got is this Memphis Grizzlies team. Right. That group of young kids are exciting to watch. Yes. Yes, they are. And I think... Which was, it was odd that Stephen Adams ended up in Memphis after all the uh, Zach Randolph stuff, mm-hmm. and, and you know he was not a very popular guy in Memphis, if you will, Stephen Adams, right. and now he seems to be. He's anchored right. these young guys, and I want to know what what you think about this crew. I think hey, they're man. pretty good. <laughs> hey, they're the real deal. Yeah, John Morant, the the energy he brings, the style of play he brings. It's hard to stop. Uh, the Knicks fans found that out last night the hard way. <laughs> they sure okay. did. I watched that game. I was disappointed for real. Yeah, that guy's the real deal. John Morant, man, he's moving up the ranks of the top point guards in the West. Uh, you know, you got CB3, Stephanie. You got to throw in John Morant, man. Got John to. Morant. Yeah, John Morant's real deal. But also, you said you got young guys, Desmond Bain and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. You got guys who know that role. It's not exactly the grand house, but it's an exciting house. You know, <laughs> it's not exactly the grand house, but but it's an exciting house. Now I think they're gonna stay at that third seed because uh, the two teams ahead of them, they just they're going to another stratosphere. Like I watched Phoenix uh, last night, and I'm gonna watch them again in about an hour. Right, uh, they take on the Hawks. But uh, I like the Memphis Grizzlies, man. I like the energy they bringing. I like what they're doing. They're exciting. They're fun to watch, man. It reminds me, you know, they remind me. They remind me of those old Sacramento Kings. Yeah, with uh, with um, with Chris and, Chris and Weber, Weber and Stiakovich. That, that's what they remind me. Of. Yeah, yeah. Except except you don't hear a peep out of them as opposed to what we used to hear from the Sacramento Kings. You know, and you can put Stephen Adams as the Vladdy of the team. You know, uh, 
they're they, they like I said, they're an exciting brand of basketball, and you know they're just out there having fun. They're just out there having fun, man. So I, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I like what they're doing. And in the West is very is much tougher than the East. And to be the third seed and run a rough shot, hey man, more power to them. More power to them. Dylan Brooks, you know, he's been injured. He's missed a lot of games, but when he does play, he makes a difference. Mm-hmm. This Desmond Bain, you know, no one talks about, and that's because they just don't watch basketball. You right. mentioned him before, John Morant. He's mm-hmm. done a great job. When John Morant was out, they went on a seven-game winning streak, if you right. remember. Jaron Jackson Jr., though, that mm-hmm. kid's a unicorn. And, yeah. and I'm going to tell you, he got hurt, and it was horrific and everything, and he couldn't mm-hmm. get healthy because, you know, you tear muscles like that. It takes a long time. Right. But you remember what his college coach said, Tom Izzo. Right. So why is he the number one pick? You have no idea what you're looking at. If right. you don't pick him number one, you ha- you don't deserve him. And, and that's that's perfectly fine. Brandon Clark is another one who's yeah. had some good minutes for them. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, yeah. Very good minutes. That's and, another one. And, and Steven Adams, like I, like we were talking about before, he, he's been around a long time. And I think he's grown as a basketball player. He's not as dirty as he was, but he's just a monster. And when he comes out on the high post and sets that pick for Morant, mm-hmm. Morant – Wants to give him the ball, but Morant just blows past his guy. It just doesn't even make sense to to give it back. I mean, it's just hilarious to watch. I, I still remember covering the Grizzlies for so many years with Kevin Lipe over at Beyond the Arc at Memphis yeah, Flyer. I remember that. I remember that. And Kevin's not even covering the Grizzlies anymore or any sports, and that's a pity because he and I used to have fun with that with the grit and grind Grizz. And, and now this is a different kind of team. I, I'm glad that they are doing well because – Memphis has a great fan base, man. I mean, I just love the Grizzly people so much. They were so kind to me over the years, so I'm just happy mm-hmm. for them. Now, we've got this other bunch, I and mean, we're going to close her up with this bunch, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. You know, you got a roster like this. Okay, you missed 20 games out of Anthony Davis, actually 21. I think they played 52 games, yeah, and the only one that's played all 52 is Russell Westbrook, and that probably has a lot to do with their 25-27 and 27 record, I think. Mm-hmm. Is he maligned wrongly? All these years, as you know, I've been ripping that kid. Third right. row, you know, I, I sat in a press room when he called a bunch of reporters a-holes, and him right. and Kevin Durant played all the little games, you know, all the little no, no, one-word answers, you know, trifling stuff. That only clowns do, you know, and and they weren't the only ones. The whole team, that whole Thunder team led by the biggest trifler of all, Sam Presti, had a lot to do with what they are and how they are today. But I want to ask you something. Yes, sir. How is it possible that Russell Westbrook has been in the league for a thousand years and he has as many turnovers per game as Trey Young, who's been in the league for three and still learning? Oh, man, it's just... The style of play, he has one speed. Yeah. And it's on 10. He don't know, like, we watch, okay, for instance, when you watch CP3 play the point guard, it's like beautiful music. It's like an orchestra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, like a, it's like an orchestra when CP3 has the ball in his hand. Yes. The way he went against the uh, Brooklyn Nets the other night, it was pure, lovely Mozart. Oh, Oh, Jay, you know what? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was eating some Ben & Jerry's mint chocolate chip. You know, I like that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I, I I almost spit my ice cream out watching this kid dog them. At, at his age. Making them look like fools. At his age. I know. He, he Into his spots. Finding the open man. Finding the right guy. Feeding Booker. Getting his when he have to get his. It was an orchestra, man. And I won off of that as well, by the way. Plus, See, there you go. That's what. That's the real music Jamie is yeah. listening to over there. The <laughs> still, music of uh, the cast. But 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 still, it's just still CP3 at this age, man. It's beautiful. I mean, I was very critical of CP3, especially the Clipper days. I hated CP3 Clippers. I hated the CP. I hated CP3 with the Clippers. Right? I, I I didn't like that at all. No. I didn't like that at all. The I point guard him. thing. Remember that nonsense with the, what was that other kid that went to Turkey and, and turned out to be a joke? Darren Williams. Remember him? Yeah, Darren Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's another one. <laughs> but Russell Westbrook, when you watch him, he's like a heavy metal concert. He's going full <laughs> fledged. <laughs> you love his intensity. You love his passion, his drive, but he don't know how to reel it in. No, you don't know how to you don't know how to stop it. Like it just be, it be brain fart errors. It be mindless errors. Like when people think of turnovers with a point guard, they're thinking they're throwing the ball away or or somebody stealing the ball from. No, with him, it be he loses the ball out of bounds or backcourt violation. You know, it be something crazy. It'll even be regular turnovers half of the time with him. So you you compromise that when then you got the the pressure of the Lakers losing, and he's trying to do too much to try and help him win. It just it, it, it it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. General and manager LeBron. LeBron. LeBron I, I fought LeBron for this because he wanted Russell Westbrook on his team. He wanted this. Right. So, I know. Yeah. That's what you get. That's what you get. You know, sometimes you you know be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron's been like that his whole career, bringing guys in and then they don't work out. Because LeBron plays the game a little differently. Very cerebral, plus he's got a monster body. He can just do what he likes. Mm-hmm. Russell has that has the body of a linebacker right. and the mentality of a bull in a china shop. And he just goes berserk. You know, like you said, the heavy metal concert. But yeah. you know what? The guitar is heavily distorted. <laughs> you know that that's the problem with this bunch, and, and now you got Anthony Davis coming back, and he looks okay for now. But here, here's the rub: when you're bringing as Isaiah, when, when they had to bring Isaiah Thomas mm. and sign him for how many games he played? Four games, one game, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's that reeks of desperation, and, and you have to wonder. <laughs> Somehow, why that they haven't figured out that continuity in the NBA is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Chemistry in the NBA is a really good thing. Right. Overhauling your roster and depleting it of young talent to get guys like Russell Westbrook, who ha- doesn't have a lick of basketball IQ, boggles my mind. Right. I mean, do you remember what I used to call him when he played for? Well, I call him a lot of things. But mainly I called him third row because every third or fourth pass ended up in the third row. And yeah. it hasn't changed a bit. He has doesn't seem to have learned anything. He, do you remember? I don't mean to cut you off. I'm no, sorry. do it, do it, do it. Do you remember uh, White Chocolate Jason Williams? Of course I do. 
okay, in the 90s, early 2000s, that was my favorite point guard. I love me some Jason Williams. Right. But he would drive Rick Adelman crazy with his turnovers. Oh, yeah. So they traded him for Mike Bibby, who didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they traded him to Vancouver, Memphis at the time, uh, whatever. Right. Then he drove uh, Hubie Brown crazy with the turnovers. Right. It was until he went to Miami with Pat Riley and with Shaq them with the turnover stop. And guess what happened that year? They won the championship. They won the championship. He's never gotten that message yet. <laughs> or has he had the coach to get in his butt about that yet? Think about it now. Think about Russell Westbrook coaches. It's been Scott Brooks mm-hmm. and Frank Vogel. And Frank Vogel. Uh, who was his coach in Houston? Houston. Um, J.B. Bickerstaff for a while. J.B. Bickerstaff and D'Antoni. Yeah, Mike D'Antoni. How, and you know something? He did set a record, a uh, uh, season full of triple-doubles two years in a row. But he was that's playing great. for Billy Donovan then. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's 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 great. I mean, you get the triple-double. Yeah, Billy Donovan. Yeah, I mean, look at these guys I'm naming. I know. I, you think Spolster will be dealing with this? Popovich no. will be dealing with this? Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Thibodeau would Steve, probably choke him. Steve Kerr? Of but course not. Steve Kerr would never take him. Neither would Eric Spolstra. They I would never. He has no discipline. But worst of all, you you know, he's been in the league more than a dozen years. Yeah. And he makes the same mistakes like he did on his rookie night. He was the first draft pick of the Thunder. Uh, the blunder, remember that? Boy, the hell we used to catch for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, you still have LeBron James, who is, you can see, that father time is starting to uh, yeah. run the countdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that case, he surrounded himself. You know, this is, it's one thing. To think you're the best, he's probably one of the greatest of all time. And to surround yourself with people who are lesser than you to make you feel better. Right. But when you're the damn king, you don't sort of, in the sports world, and he probably is the king of NBA right now, you don't surround yourself with a bunch of court jesters. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Here, you got this kid, Malik Monk. Who is really talented. Yeah. And he ain't getting no time because, you know, third row is up in there. And, and granted, you know, Russell Westbrook is an Iron Man. He has not missed a game this season. And kudos to him for that because a lot of guys out there who play part time, he right. ain't never been one of those. But I think that the Lakers would benefit from him only playing part time. Right. Because they suck with him, they just can't get it together. Nope. And, and that's horrific. You know, he's still jacking up threes. His numbers, though, 18, 7, and, 18, 7, and 9, or I'm sorry, 18, what is he? I'm sorry, I looked at that wrong. 18, 7, and 7 is not bad numbers for a guy his age. Mm. But the team don't win. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's if they make it. If they make it. What are the odds that they don't make it, though? I mean, they they had to fall off the face of the map. Well, they're four and six over their last ten. That's pretty down for that group. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, Laker fans, they they get frustrated. I'm not a Laker fan, so I laugh at it. It's funny to me. Uh, They think it is not fair to be blaming Frank Vogel for this. It's not his fault, is it? 
I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, blaming Frank Vogel for the, but you're absolutely right, man. You are absolutely right on the LeBron aspect and the Russell Westbrook aspect, and we called it too, man. That this was going to be a disaster. Yeah, it's always a disaster when LeBron plays GM. It's always a disaster, and even when he was in Cleveland, he tried it. Okay, he played GM in Miami, sort of. You know, that's probably why he didn't stick around because Pat Riley flexed those muscles. But you've got some nice players. This Avery Bradley is having a nice year. He got a couple of nice played, a, made a couple of nice defensive plays for them to get a win. Um, and, and it's weird to say for the Lakers and a LeBron James, you've got LeBron James, you've got Anthony Davis, and you've got Russell Westbrook, and you are how? Well, let me look at this. I can't believe this. I had to look and see if my glasses were right. They are nine and fifteen on the road. They're two and six against their division and fourteen and sixteen against their conference. And they're looking at being the away team in every playoff series. <laughs> Adios, Lakers. Yeah. Sorry. Big stuff today. Well done, man. Hey, hey, I missed you, man. I missed we, you too. We had nothing but headaches. Yeah. Nothing but issues i hope the sound is better something happened to my microphone i don't know what but at the end of the day we want to give a big shout out before we sign off with jamie and the henderson cougars are his team he coached them they fell a bit short in the playoffs but you know what we want to send them a big this right here I, I'm standing thank you, thank, up. Thank you, thank I'm you, tipping my hat to you, young people. I know you had you. a hard time in the playoffs. I know sometimes it doesn't look fair when you get draws that don't seem to work out. But you know what? You accomplished a hell of a lot. And you yeah. can look yourselves in the mirror every single day and be proud of yourselves. And most importantly, I know what your coach thinks about you. And you're damn lucky young people to have this guy as your coach. Well done, Henderson Cougars. Well done. Next year, let's run it back. Yeah. <laughs> Great season. Back. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. You can find Jamie and over at, or on Twitter, I should say, at Mr. Out of Line. And that's going to wrap it up for today's Phil Nason show. We want to thank Jamie. And we also want to thank PlayUp for sponsoring the show. That's PlayUp.com for all your sports betting needs. Sign up over there and find out why PlayUp is always your best bets. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at betstamp.app. And don't forget the Wolf Line newsletter. It's premium, but for a special price, we're giving it out per month right now for $49.99. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. 